Desperate times call for desperate measures. Wildcard activated. Welcome to episode 13 of the 59th Minute Fantasy Premier League podcast, hosted by myself, the FPL General. I'm recording on Tuesday, the 11th of September. So we're almost there. We're almost through the dreaded international break. It's been a long two weeks. So we're getting closer now to game week five. My wildcard is active, so that's going to make up the main body of this podcast. I'll talk about the players who are on my wildcard watch list. I've got about 30 players. I've got a pool of about 30 players I'm looking at for my wildcard squad. So I'll talk about that a little bit later. Going to try to keep this as short as possible. I'll start off as usual. I'll give. I'll. I'll look back at game week four very briefly, um, because I don't want to go through the pain again. I'll. I'll shout out some of the players who played fifty nine minutes. Quick review of the game week. Then I'll move into my wildcard watch list. As I said, I've got about thirty players. Then I'll talk a little bit about captaincy for game week five. And I'll just finish off then with with a few comments about Patreon and Slack. So hopefully about 30 minutes altogether. So first of all, Game Week 4 seems like a long time ago now. Special shout out to Pascal Gross who played 59 minutes for the second time this season. So there's only four four game weeks gone and Pascal Gross already has managed to play 59 minutes twice. On top of that, he managed to miss a penalty. So he scored himself a nice minus one for his owners. Um, I brought in Theo Walcott for game week four, but Pascal Gross was someone I was actually looking at, so I, I dodged the bullet there. Um, and I've been thinking as well, if Pascal Gross manages to play 59 minutes for a third time over the next few weeks, I'm either going to have to rename the podcast, the Pascal Gross FPL podcast, or I'm going to have to invite him on as a guest. As a special guest for a, for a hat trick of fifty nine minute appearances, another player in game week four managed fifty nine minutes. Player I've never heard of, Adama Diakabi. I think he plays for Huddersfield. So shout out to Adama. First first shout out for him this season. Fifty nine minutes. Well done. One one FPL point. And another player. He didn't. I already mentioned him. He didn't play fifty nine minutes, but he did play fifty six minutes. So I think he deserves a shout out. Theo Walcott who so many of us brought in for game week four. And as he's done so many times in the past, trolled us one point off with an injury. Uh, and he's gone on my wild card now. So thanks for nothing, Theo. Moving into a quick review now of my game week four. As I said, not something I want to talk about too much because as most of you all already know, it was painful. I... Last Saturday, I, I did the Match of the Day Challenge for the first time this season. So that's where you switch off your phone, you switch off everything, and you avoid the results all day. And then you sit down at half ten, or whatever time it is, and watch Match of the Day. So an hour and a half, watching the highlights, not knowing anything about the day, not knowing any team lineups, not knowing any results. And usually, as it proved again, it's a, it's a very painful hour and a half. Um... So I had a lovely day with the wife, out and about in Glasgow all day, got home about 9 o'clock, spent an hour and a half sobering up to watch match today at half 10, and from half 10 till midnight, 
it was just got a gut wrenching watch as it usually is. So finished on thirty six points. Activated the wild card that night uh, about half twelve. So activated it on Saturday night and and you know got in all the players who are set to rise in price. Got rid of the players set to drop just to protect team value for the next two weeks. Um, and just went to bed in a bad mood then. So very few positives in game week four. The only players who got me more than two points were Pedro, got his goal off the bench, Mendy got an assist, and Aguero got 12 points as captain. So apart from that, one points and two points across the board. Loads of players underperforming. Team value getting absolutely battered in the early game weeks as well because of the, the players I picked game week one. So lots of reasons to, to activate the wildcard. I probably had about six or seven players I wanted to get rid of. Ben Davis, Christian Eriksen, straight out the door. The, that fresh air shot from Eriksen was just the final nail in the coffin. And then obviously Spurs losing their clean sheet as well for Ben Davis. And then Eriksen goes out this week and scores twice for Denmark just to rub salt in the wind. So kicking him out of my team yeah, this week. So that's two players I wanted to get rid of. Van Anholt as well, underperforming. Theo Walcott, Josh King hasn't done much. Arnautovic is playing in a very poor West Ham team. Then I had the likes of Peltier and Stevens, who are likely to drop in price. I think Peltier did drop in price. I'm not sure about Stevens, but so as I said, six or seven issues and back to back very painful game weeks in game week three and four. So game week two, I was ranked about 575k, and I've now dropped to 1.1 million. So it's been a very very punishing start to the season. But there's a long way to go and I'm looking forward to the challenge now of fighting back over the coming weeks and months. And I'm hopefully that hopefully that starts with a well played wildcard for game week five and hopefully I can kick on now and start climbing the rankings uh, between now and Christmas. So that's enough about game week four. Never ever want to talk about it again. Moving on to my wildcard now. So I've as I said, I've got a pool of about 30 players I'm looking at uh, for for wildcard. Now I haven't done any tinkering since last last Thursday uh, I put a team together for the FPL show so I haven't touched it since then. Uh, too much tinkering is never good so I wanted to just wait until the, the internationals pass by because we've seen with the likes of Luke Shaw uh, Ryan Fraser seems to have picked up a knock now as well, so a lot can change. So that's why I, I never, I never do too much tinkering uh, during an international break because plans always change. So I'm going to hold off on the tinkering probably till Thursday or Friday this week. But I will talk about the players I'm interested in. So the for anyone who didn't see the FPL show, I'll just quickly name out the team that I I showed on that, and then I'll talk about the other players who are on my watch list. So. The team on the show was Joe Hart in goal with Ben Hamer as sub-goalkeeper. In defence, it was Alonso, Mendy, Robertson, Luke Shaw and Juan Bissaka. Mid- midfield, Eden Hazard, Sadio Mane, David Silva, James Madison and Billing from Huddersfield. And then up front, I had Aguero, Mitrovic and Danny Ings. So right away, there's 15 players who are in my thoughts for wildcards. So then I've probably got about another 15 on the watch list. I'll talk about a few of those first. So straight off, goalkeeper Joe Hart. He, I've had Ederson from game week one. 
And I'm leaning towards now a cheaper goalkeeper policy. Uh, Ederson hasn't exactly pulled up any trees in terms of clean sheets. So I feel that moving to a 4.5 million goalkeeper instead of Ederson is the way to go now. Uh, and, and to use that 1 million elsewhere in the team. Joe Hart is the player I'd like to get in. Uh, I was very had a very good season last season with Nick Pope in goal. I always like Burnley goalkeepers in FPL. Now, they haven't started this season very well, which is probably mainly down to uh, their European exploits. I think they've played 10 competitive games already this season. So they've got two weeks now to, to reboot, and, and I'm expecting Burnley to be a lot better after the break. The problem with Joe Hart is... Tom Heaton is there. He's the club captain, so he could come back in at any time. Uh, and Nick Pope will, I'm sure, get get number one back. It probably won't be till around December time, I think, when he's due back. But it just means if I get too hard, it means I'm forcing myself into a transfer down the line, more than likely. And I just see every transfer as precious. Um, and that might be enough for me to sway away from Joe Hart. Um, the other 4.5 million goalkeeper I'm interested in is Patricio at Wolves. Uh, I've been impressed by Wolves this season. I watched them against Man City and they picked up their first clean sheet in game week four. Patricio is a world-class goalkeeper um, and I, I expect Wolves to pick up more clean sheets now after the break. So if I don't go for Joe Hart, I'd probably go for Patricio and then I'll just keep Ben Hamer as a 4 million uh, bench player and I, I just I like a set and forget goalkeeper, even if they're four point five million. I've never had any luck rotating four point five million goalkeepers. It's often happened in the past where I have two four point five goalkeepers and one of them is playing, you know, the likes of Man City or Liverpool, so you leave them on the bench and then you play the goalkeeper who's playing at home to someone like Huddersfield or one of the lesser sides. And it's often the other, the goalkeeper who plays against the bigger sides who gets the big holes because there's lots of saves, you may even get penalty saves. Um, and it's very frustrating leaving points on the bench so I always try and avoid that and I'd rather just go for a set and forget 4.5 goalkeeper um, so spending you know 8.5 in total and then using the extra 0.5 elsewhere in the team so that's the way I'm going I think in terms of the other premiums then as I said I'm, I'm leaning towards going with a cheaper goalkeeper uh, Ederson Ederson's been okay for me he does have decent fixtures coming up, so there's a case to be made for me keeping Ederson, but the problem there is Mendy and Aguero I'm keeping, and I want to get David Silva as well, so I don't have any space for Ederson. So it's the same with the likes of Liverpool uh, and even Chelsea as well. I don't like their goalkeeper because it, it takes up a spot, and with the likes of City and Liverpool, I'm going to want three outfield players at various points of the season. So that's why I'm kind of leaning away from their goalkeepers. I don't want to block a move later in the season. Um, example, for example, if I went Allison this week, if I went Allison, Manny, Robertson, that means it's, I can't get Salah in later on. So that that's the reasoning behind that. That's enough about goalkeepers anyway. Two players in that squad I mentioned were Alonso and Hazard. Now they're probably two of the main reasons I've activated the wild card. I was on my Slack channel before game week four. I was saying... If 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 game week four didn't go well for me and both Alonso and Hazard delivered again, that would probably be enough for me to activate the wild card to get those two guys in. Um, two players on form with good fixtures coming up. Now Hazard has trolled me in the past big time, but 
every every season is a is a fresh slate, uh, and I'm just going to put that aside and hopefully getting Hazard in this time that it, it's more fruitful for me than it was in the past. So anyone who has Hazard, anyone who's getting Hazard, I just want to apologise in advance for his upcoming blanks because I'm getting them. Luke Shaw was in that wild card squad I mentioned. Now he's picked up a head injury, so. There's been no confirmation yet as to whether he will or he won't play game week five. But with the the nature of the injury being a head injury, I would I'd be very surprised to see him playing in game week five, which is which is annoying because he's a I think he's five point one million, so he's a very good price point to get into the Man United defence. And there's very few other players around that price point that I'm interested in, so it's probably going to change my plans now if Luke Shaw is ruled out. I just fancied him. United got a clean sheet against Burnley, so maybe they're going to turn the corner now defensively. Uh, Shaw's been one of United's best players this season, and I think he's second for goal attempts among defenders behind Alonso. So he was very attractive to me uh, on wildcard, but again, I'm probably going to remove him now. The big one, obviously, is Manny versus Salah. For me, I want to get one of them. I don't want to get both of them looking at Liverpool's fixtures I think one of them is enough I'm probably going to get Robertson as well so it's going to be two Liverpool players for me most likely on wildcard and I'm still nowhere near a decision on Salah versus Manny, it's it's a tricky one Manny has burned me this season for choosing Eriksen over him um, Salah's been delivering so there's no real reason to sell him the, the main reason really is the cash that it frees up and you can do so much more with your squad if you get rid of Salah for a few weeks but it is risky and again the biggest problem is getting Salah back in in a couple of weeks time it's all well and good saying oh I'm going to have a plan to get Salah I can do it in two moves blah 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 but there's always going to be other issues that arise between now and then and it won't be straightforward to get Salah back so that's a big question we need to consider if we're going to get rid of him we need to be prepared that it is going to be very difficult to get him back in and it may involve hits down the line. So again, from the eye test, I watched, I recorded Leicester against Liverpool last weekend. I was out on Saturday, so I recorded it and then I watched it back on Monday. And again, just from the eye test, to me, Manny is is just as good as Salah. Um, he's getting into position, you know, just as good of positions. Um, and it's just the cash saving that's the big pull factor for me. Um I like the squad I can get to without Salah. So at this moment in time, I'm probably leaning towards getting rid of Salah. But again, it's only Tuesday. Um, there's more research I need to do. And I'm really I'm really undecided uh, on, on the Mane-Salah thing. Mitrovic and Ings I had in that squad as well. Now, the thing about Ings, we need to be... We need to be aware that he can't play against Liverpool game week six, as far as I know, because he's on loan from Liverpool. So you need to have someone who can come off the bench for you game week six if you're going to get Danny Ings. I like what I've seen of him this season. He's very, very cheap. So there's a there's a very high chance he'll be in my wildcard squad. Um, and then I'll probably just play someone like Juan Bissaka game week six and just bench Danny Ings. I have no problem doing that. Um, that's one of the keys the key things I'm trying to achieve on wildcard is a strong bench because we're going to have a lot of rotation with European competitions kicking in now as well it's it's inevitable there's no avoiding it so we need to have at least two players on our bench who play every week if not three I'll be trying to get three uh, three outfield players on my bench who play every week because we're going to need them to do a job for us uh, over the coming weeks and months 
Mitrovic is on my watch list. He's been very, very impressive this season. Um, the more I think about it, though, the more I'm kind of leaning towards maybe going without him. I just don't really like Fulham's fixtures. I think I'm just pulling them up here in front of me. Uh, Fulham have got Man City, Watford, Everton, Arsenal in the next four. So four tough fixtures, uh, given how Watford have started the season. Um, so I'm not too keen on Mitrovic at the moment. It feels like maybe chasing points, but at the same time he's been banging form and I think he scored twice for Serbia last night as well. So there's no ignoring his form. Everything for Fulham goes through him. But I'm just the fixtures are putting me off a little bit on Mitrovic. Um someone like someone like uh, Wilson or Zaha if he's fit probably interests me more at the moment. So that's just a few a few thoughts on Mitrovic. So that's most of the points covered from that team I mentioned on the FPL show. So I'm, I'll move into the watch list now. So I've got about 15 players on the watch list as well who are in with a chance of making my squad. Goalkeepers I can already mention. So I like Patricio. Haven't ruled out keeping Ederson, but more than likely I'm going to get David Silva instead. Uh, and I mentioned I don't really like rotating 4.5 million goalkeepers. So I'm probably just going to go with a 4.5 set and forget and Ben Hamer on the bench. A couple of other defenders who I'm thinking about. The guy at Wolves, Bennett, who's four million. He's just a he'd be a budget enabler alongside Juan Bissaka. So I would be going with two four million defenders, which I don't usually feel comfortable with. But Juan Bissaka is pretty nailed on, and Bennett seems to be as well. There is always the worry that he loses his place. Um, I know they've got the guy Dan Donker, who I've mentioned on other podcasts, but. Talking to Wolves fans, they seem to think he's played well enough to keep his place for the time being at least. So I I am kind of reluctant to go there because I just have a feeling if I do go Bennett that he may lose his place, even if it's in four or five weeks' time. I just don't like the fact then that, you know, I'm down to 14 players um, having played the wild card. So that might be enough for me to sway away from Bennett and maybe try and get someone like uh, his teammate Doherty, who's 4.4 million, who I like as well. Uh, he's posting good stats this season. He's getting forward a lot. Um, but then on the other hand, if I go for Patricio, I don't really want to double up on the Wolves' defence. So if I go Patricio, I'll probably avoid both Bennett and Doherty. Uh, and that's why I like Shaw, which is it's annoying, because Shaw's a good price and I was able to squeeze him in. Um, so I'll need to reevaluate that if I go Patricio. The other premium defender... So I mentioned Alonso Mendy-Robertson. Those are the three who I'm thinking about at the moment, but Trippier is another one I want to try and shoehorn into the side. Now, if I do that, it'll probably mean playing four at the back most weeks, so Alonso, Mendy, Robertson and uh, Trippier. I would never bench any of those players, even if they're even if they've got tough fixtures. You know, you're playing the, paying the premium for a reason. You, you don't want to put 6 million pounds on your bench no matter who the opposition is because those players can do damage against any opposition. Uh, Trippier I like but like a lot of other players, it's rotation is a worry with him. And the annoying thing about Pochettino is when he rotates his players, especially the fullbacks, he likes to bring them on for you know cameos for four or five minutes, which which is very frustrating because then you just get one point and you don't get your player off the bench. But again, if I go Trippier, we need to have a strong bench, or I need to have a strong bench because there will be weeks where Aurier plays. And I'm go- I need to have someone who can come off my bench and do a job for me. So Juan Basak is probably perfect in that case. He's he's almost a like for like, uh, for two million cheaper. So 
Trippier, I think some of the stats I was looking at, he's only played three games this season, but he's got, I think he's put in 31 crosses already. So he's a huge, got huge assist potential. He's taken direct free kicks as well ahead of Ericsson. Uh, obviously, he's stuck one in the back of the net. Uh, so there's no reason why he won't continue taking the direct free kicks. He's taken corners. So he is a player I want to get in. And he's probably going to be the only Spurs player I get on wildcard. Um, I'm not interested in Kane. He's, he's too much cash at the moment for the form he's in. Ericsson and Davis are on my troll list now. So not interested in those either. And Lucas Mora, popular player at the moment. But I just, I just worry about his game time with Son coming back as well. So as I said, Trippier's probably the only Spurs player I'm interested in at the moment. Moving on to midfielders, uh, obviously Mo Salah's on my watch list because I'm not sure which of him and, and Manny I'm going to go for. Another player who I own, who I'm considering keeping, is Pedro. Now, I mentioned one of the main reasons I activated Wildcard was to get Alonso and Hazard in. Now, I'm not really now going triple Chelsea for the next few weeks, so Alonso, Hazard and Pedro as well. Um, I'd be hopeful that Pedro would start against Cardiff this weekend, having scored from the bench uh, in game week four. Um, and I just like Pedro because he's greedy. Um, if he gets a chance, he takes it. He's probably he's more selfish than Hazard, um, and I like that about Pedro. And my idea, my thinking behind keeping Pedro would be maybe be with Richarlison in mind. So Richarlison, I think he's banned for one more game, and then he's got Arsenal away when he comes back. So. My thinking would be maybe keep Pedro for Cardiff and West Ham and then move to Richarlison from him after uh, after the Everton Arsenal game. So that's kind of why I'm thinking Pedro. Um, so there's a good chance he's going to keep his place in my wildcard squad. I mentioned Lucas Moura. He's on my watch list, uh, but more than likely I'm not going to go for him. There's just question marks over him, I think, with Son. Um, very impressed with him this season, but again, it just kind of feels like chasing points. Maybe the points are gone there. Uh, similar way I'm thinking about Mitrovic as well another Fulham player who's on my watch list uh, I've been very impressed with Fulham in an attacking sense this season I like Shirla um, he's had a lot of goal attempts I think he's had 14 I know I think 11 of them came in, in that game against Burnley but I think he's scored in back to back games now so he's producing the goods 5.9 million I think his price is so He's, an, he's a nice alternative to Mitrovic, I think, to save a few bob. I, I don't think I'd double up. I've seen quite a few people doubling up on Fulham with Shirla and Mitrovic, but I feel one of them would be enough just with their fixtures coming up, and, and I do like Shirla. Uh, and I feel at this point in time, if I'm going to go for a Fulham player, I think I might go Shirla just for the cash saving. The last midfielder in my thoughts, Ryan Fraser, the wee man. So... Very good start to the season, posting great stats. Seems to have picked up an injury now on international duty with Scotland, which is frustrating because, again, I think he's 5.6 million, so he's a very good price point. Um, there's very few around his price point who are, you know, posting the stats that he is. So he's an enabler, but he's also someone you can play every week, which is a like what I like about him. So he's someone I would like to get, so I'll be keeping a close eye, you know, press conferences hopefully Thursday and Friday will get some clarity on his injury um, but if, if he's past fit there's a very I'm, I'm probably definitely going to get him in my in my wildcard squad because he he's a big cash saving 
on on other players um and i actually prefer fraser to a lot of the like 6.5 million options in midfield as well so hopefully he's fit strikers is probably where i'm most uncertain on what i'm going to do so aguero is staying and i like danny ings as well but as i said i had mitrovic in that squad but i'm not too keen on him I think what have I got? I've got six other strikers listed here. So I've got Harry Kane, Lukaku, Vardy, Arnautovic, Wilson and Zaha. So there's a lot of strikers uh, on the watch list. Kane I've mentioned, probably not going to go for him at the moment because just I don't think he's justifying his price. Lukaku impressed me against Burnley. Two goals, but again, it was against a very tired Burnley side. So I don't know how much we can read into that. Uh, and Lukaku's frustrated us in the past, but... I did, I did try a draft with a minute, but it's just, again, it's a lot of cash, um, and I'm probably not going to go with Lukaku, but I'm going to keep a close eye on him. Vardy is a player I hadn't given much thought to. A couple of people asked me about him, about my thoughts on Vardy in my Slack channel this week, and it kind of got me thinking about him. Again, it's just his price point I don't like. I think he's 8.9 million. Um, and when it comes to Leicester, I'm not overly keen on Leicester either, but... Um, I think their fixtures are good. I'm just looking at them here. They've got Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Everton, Arsenal. So good fixtures coming up. I just feel with Vardy, I just prefer Madison for, uh, you know, he's a lot cheaper. I think Madison's 6.5 million. So I'm edging towards Madison rather than Vardy uh, on wildcard. That's if I go for a Leicester player. I may not go for any Leicester players. Vardy is a player I've never had much luck with in FPL, which is probably another reason why I haven't given him much thought. Um, but I think he does need to be considered with Leicester's fixtures, um, he's, and he's going to be on penalties, so he's on my watch list, but he's unlikely to make it into my wildcard squad. Arnautovic I've mentioned here as well. Now, I've had Arnautovic from game weeks one to four. I'm a big fan of him, and I'm kind of reluctant to let him go, uh, but the problem is West Ham are just, they've been so poor. Um, I think Arnie's got two goals, but fixtures as well, West Ham have got Everton, Chelsea. No, sorry, I'm wrong. Ever no, West Ham. Yeah, West Ham have got Everton, Chelsea, Man U, Brighton, and Spurs. So three big sides in the next five games for West Ham. So fixtures are kind of putting me off Arnautovic as well. I don't like the fact that West Ham are playing so poorly as well because it gets Arnautovic riled up, and we know he's hot headed. So any given week, he could see himself sent off as well, which is another reason maybe to to go without him but as much as I'd like to keep him for the Everton game I'm probably going to get rid of him on wildcard just because West Ham have been so poor Callum Wilson I like very strong start to the season another player who's trolled me big time in the past but again I kind of put that out the window with each new season and I've had Josh King all along Josh King's stats are not great yes he's probably on penalties but it's not enough for me to keep him um, and if I'm if I'm looking to go with a Bournemouth striker now, it's probably going to be Wilson. Good fixtures as well. Bournemouth have Leicester, Burnley, Palace, Watford, Southampton. So it could be a good time to get a Bournemouth striker. But as I mentioned, Fraser's the, the route into the Bournemouth attack that I like uh, because of his price. Last player then on the watch list is Zaha. So there was talk last week that he was going to be out for four weeks. Now there's talk that he's going to be fit for game week five. So again, we need to take everything we read with a pinch of salt until we get confirmation from the club. Um, so if Zaha's past fit, 
in the in the press conferences this week on Thursday, Friday. He's someone I'm going to be thinking about getting in to my wildcard squad. Palace have good fixtures, Huddersfield, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Wolves and Everton in the next five. So Zaha's definitely someone I'm considering. Um, just going to wait and see, just going to wait for an update on his injury. So that's that's the players I'm thinking about. As I said, I haven't done any tinkering since last week and I'm going to try hold off until Thursday or Friday when I have more information. Moving on now to Game Week 5 captaincy. I just had a quick look on Fancy Football Scout at the captaincy poll. So Aguero is leading it with 62%. Aguero's home to Fulham. Hazard is in second with 18%, uh, home to Cardiff. And Marcus Alonso is in third. So we've got a defender in third place. He's on 4%. It's not a huge amount, but it's enough for him to get in ahead of the likes of Salah and Kane, who are usually highly captained so Aguero 62% he's the runaway leader this week in the captaincy poll and he's the way I'll be going as well I think it's a no-brainer Aguero home to Fulham 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 have been very attacking this season I I can see them coming out to play against Man City they'll give it a go so that should leave plenty of space for Aguero and Cole to do damage Um, Fulham haven't been great defensively this season so Aguero's a no-brainer this week it's one I'm not going to overthink Hazard has Hazard will be in my team, but he's caused me too much pain in the past to trust him with captaincy. But Hazard home to Cardiff, he is worth considering for captaincy, definitely. But not for me, because we know what'll happen if I captain him. It'll be a penalty miss, it'll be a yellow card and, and everything else. So Alonso, I've never captained a defender in fantasy and I don't intend doing so anytime soon. So that's captaincy. I'm, I'm not going to bother with any questions this week. I want to just kind of focus on wildcard. Um, I'm aware I'm running on time-wise as well, so I don't want to. I don't want to make it too long. I'm just going to finish with a couple of comments about Patreon and Slack. I still get a lot of questions from people about Patreon and Slack. What is it? How does it work? And things like that. So just I spend a minute or two talking about that. So first of all, I want to thank all the new patrons from. Since I did the last podcast, two weeks ago since I did a podcast, I'm not going to name everyone out because I think there was about 20, 25 new people, so I'll be all day naming them out. But I just want to thank them all for their support. It's a new month now, so we're into September. So how Patreon works is whenever you sign up to Patreon, you don't get charged until the first of the following month. So anyone who supports me on Patreon uh, now in the coming days and weeks, the first charge is not taken until the first of October. So... In essence, you've got you can you can basically give it a free trial if you like. So you can sign up to Patreon now for the next say two weeks, and if if you don't find it helpful or useful for your FPL management, um, you can just cancel it before October first, and you won't get charged anything for that. Um, you just need to make sure you cancel obviously before the first. A lot a lot of people um, a lot of people ask me what Slack is. Um, I didn't know what Slack was a couple of weeks ago before I set up Patreon. So Slack is basically a website that is a, it works very well as an FPL forum so on my Slack channel we've got 12 separate threads uh, all to do with FPL so for example we have a wildcard thread where we discuss where people who are on the wildcard discuss uh, things you know they post their team and people leave comments I rate my team kind of kind of thing we have an FPL updates thread which a lot of things feed in automatically from Twitter so injury news uh, price changes 
uh, all that kind of stuff is automatically fed into our Slack channel. So it's very easy to keep on top of things that way. Uh, we have a watch list thread where we throw in players that are you know impress us who we're going to keep an eye on and then we have a general fpl chat thread so we just talk all things fpl on that one um, so it's a really nice community there's about 200 people in there now from all all over the world talking about fpl at all hours of the day given the different time zones um so that's what slack is it's just a it's a really nice fpl community everyone's there to support each other everyone gets on very well share information we bounce ideas and um, just a really nice place to, to chat fpl something uh, i got feedback as well from patrons uh, as august ended so obviously this is all new to me so i'm trying to improve things as much as i can going forward for patrons and give them as much value as possible so one thing i've added to my patreon offering at all pledge levels so whether it's two dollars four dollars or six dollars um all patrons have access now to uh, youtube live streams which which I which I've been doing once a week, but going forward it'll probably be twice a week. Uh, so it'll be like a, a live stream when a game week ends, and then a live stream on a Friday before a game week. So basically, it's a live Q and A with patrons to ask me questions, um, and I'll be looking to get some of the some of the patrons on the stream with me as well. So maybe two or three of us on a live stream. So it's not just always me me talking. Um, I post articles which are accessible as well to all levels. So. Yesterday, for example, I was looking at goalkeepers for my wildcard squad, so I wrote an article on it, and I posted it on Patreon for those to read. Um, there's Patreon exclusive podcast as well, so I'll always do this podcast, which is going to be free for everyone to listen to. Um, this one's more of a general podcast, um, and then I do a, then I'll be doing a, a Patreon podcast each week, maybe not every week, but at least every second week, um, where I take questions from Slack and i look at stats and things like that as well in more detail on that one so that's just a bit of information about patreon because i do get a lot of questions about it um any all you can find all the information about it just go to patreon.com forward slash fpl general and if you have any questions at all about patreon support or slack or anything just send me a dm on twitter at fpl general or send me an email thanks as always for listening to the podcast um let me know your thoughts about my wildcard watch list as well let me know if there's any players i didn't mention that maybe i should be considering um any thoughts you have let me know uh, best place to tweet me is best place to get me is on twitter but wherever you are if you're on youtube or soundcloud wherever you're listening to the podcast if you leave a comment there as well i'll see it and i'll get back to you uh, before the deadline as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, give it a like, give it a share, retweet, leave a review on iTunes, give it a thumbs up on YouTube. Helps me get the podcast out there a little bit more as well. And feedback is always welcome on the podcast. As I say, it's early days for the podcast. Always looking to improve things. Anything you'd like me to add to the podcast, anything you'd like me to remove, let me know. Uh, all feedback's welcome. Um, Hopefully the sound is a bit better as well now. I had a lot of people writing to me saying that the podcast comes up a little bit low when they listen to it. So I think that should be okay now. Simply have moved the microphone closer to my mouth when I'm recording. So hopefully that's a, a simple solution which has fixed that. So thanks as always, folks. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week and good luck in game week five.